This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. I'm going to do the usual Christmas thing of tell you the nativity. Is that all right? You all know it, but I'm saying it anyway. Don't really care. It's fine. So I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to read. I don't want to read too much. So I'm just going to paraphrase and whiz through this nativity, okay? So... We start with a woman called Mary, who I think is a legend. I love Mary. She's one of my favorite people in the whole Bible because she's the only person who's been allowed to look after the Son of God. Wow, she must be a legend, okay? There's no odds about the fact that she is awesome. Yes, girl power. Don't you love when there's girl power in the Bible? Yes, it makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel ready to preach. It does. Makes me feel happy. So we start with Mary, who gets told by a random angel. Come here, James, you look like an angel today. (laughs) Gets told by an angel, what? You're going to have a child. And the child is? He's going to be king of the world. And the son of? God. Hey! Well done, Gabes. (laughs) Gabriel's son? Yes. So she gets told by Gabriel that she's going to have a baby. Now this is odd for Mary, because... And this word is not a word not used very often in church, but she's a virgin, okay? She has not ever gone that way yet, right? She's not ready for that yet, okay? She's young. She's not very old. So she's like, what are you on about? Well, number one, what the heck? There's an angel in my room, okay? Number two, what the heck? I'm having a baby. This is not physically possible yet, okay? So she's surprised. She's shocked. She's like, what the heck is happening? So she tells her soon-to-be husband, who then goes nuts, because he's like, she's cheating on me! Ah! Like, you know, overdramatic men. And um, so she, he's kicking off, and then an angel comes to him in a dream and says, chill out, it's true, it's the Son of God, it's fine. So he's then on board, which is good. So they both need to go to Bethlehem because of all this legal nonsense that you don't need to know about. But they've got to go to Beth- Bethlehem, right? They go to Bethlehem, knock on the inn. Is there any room? No, there isn't. My father was telling me a brilliant story this week about a little boy who was in a show. And he knocks on the door and he says, is there room in the inn? He goes, yeah, come in, come in. And the teacher's freaking out like, no, there's there's no room. Mrs. Evans says, no, there's no. (laughs) Right, that's why you don't work with animals and children, okay? (laughs) But it makes for some fun. So they go to an inn and inn after inn after inn after inn after inn. No room. Zero. Nowhere to go. Only thing left is a stable. Wow. What a place for the Son of God to be born. This is awesome. James, stop looking at my toe. You're freaking me out. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I need to walk like this. <laughs> um, so they go to a stable and they have this baby in a stable around loads of, I would imagine, poo and stuff like that because there's animals in there, which is gross and smelly and disgusting. And shepherds come and kings come and it's all amazing and there's like a little star on top of the, sh- of the stable and it looks pretty and it looks cute and it makes for a lovely Christmas story. Yay! Don't we love Christmas? Right. But I was thinking about this story and I was like, how odd is it that shepherds and kings from miles away end up at a stable? How does that even happen? Like, that is so bizarre that they could find their way all the way, all because of a star, right? So we're going to look at two different verses. We're going to skip between the two, but Matthew 2, verse 2 says, um, the king say, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? Is it up? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Skip to verse 9. 
After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Okay, so they're following a star. That's nuts, right? Following a star, mind. <laughs> like, who does that? How random is that? You don't see a star and go, ooh, I'll go that way. <laughs> you know, it just, what? No. But it's amazing. I find that amazing that there was a star that was so prominent that people thought they need to follow this. Do you see what I mean? It was so prominent that people thought, it must be that way. That's amazing. What a star. Like, has anybody watched Louis Giglio's stuff about stars? My dad loves it. Oh, it's fascinating. If you haven't seen it, dad will give you a DVD you can watch, <laughs> as long as you give it back. <laughs> but it's amazing. Stars are amazing. And the fact that there's a star that is big enough for someone to think, I should follow it, amazes me. That is awesome but then i imagine right have you ever put in google maps like uh, we did this trying to get to andrea's house once put in google maps the address and then you get there and it says you have arrived at your destination and you're like doesn't look like the destination i'm looking for we were stuck in a bus bay like this doesn't look like andrea's house what's going on here you know google maps what have you done and we had to retry and we, we took ages to get it took us about 20 minutes just to find her house and we were only down the road but have you ever got to a point where you're like, this doesn't look like where I'm supposed to be heading? Right, well, I can imagine, right, and this doesn't say it in the Bible, but I imagine the kings arriving at a stable and going, well, that's not what I expected. I'm going to see the son of God, like the son of the king of the world. Why am I at a stable? What's going on here? This must be wrong. I picture them going to inns and being like, is there a pregnant woman here? Like, has she, has she given birth to a, a baby? And they'd all be like, no, no room, no room. And then someone sending them to a stable and being like, you've got this wrong, pal. You have got this wrong. He can't be in a stable. This is the son of God. What are you on about? How amazing is that? That the star is above the stable, but yet in my mind, I picture it as, they must be thinking we're nuts right now, turning up to a stable. And I can imagine them just like pushing the door open, having a peek in and being like, Oh, well, he's in here. In we go. Do you see it? Can you see it? Can you see what I'm saying? I can't imagine. They just turn up like, of course he's in a stable. I, like, I don't see that myself. Realistically, can't see how that would be. But it's so cool that they arrive at a stable, which is directly underneath a star that was so prominent they felt they need to follow it. That, to me, is amazing. Can you imagine... How cool it would be if we got to have a star on top of ABC. How cool would that be? You'd be driving down Armford and be like, whoa, look at that star, let's follow it and end up at ABC. Wouldn't that be awesome? Come on, God, give us a star. Isn't it? How cool would that be? You'd be driving around town. You could be driving in Swansea and you see the star. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? How cool would that be that you get to follow a star and end up at church? Oh, that would be amazing. My question, though, to you is, why do we need a star if we've got us? Who needs a star? Who needs, they needed a star back then because they had to travel for miles and miles and miles to find Jesus. People in our town don't need to travel miles and miles and miles to find Jesus. He's right here. Our job is to be the star. That is your job. When I read the Bible, I look for two things. One thing, what's Jesus doing? Second thing, where am I in this? First thing, Jesus is a baby. He's not doing an awful lot. 
He's just sleeping and crying and pooping and peeing and all that usual baby stuff. So there's not an awful lot we can take from what Jesus is doing right now. Usually when you read the Bible, you see Jesus doing stuff and then that encourages you to do stuff. The message of Jesus in this is that he was born humbly to the world for love to save you. So that's amazing. But where do I fit in that? Well, where you fit in that is that you need to be a star. Amen? You need to be a star. How cool is it that you get to be a star? Oh, you know, like when people go, oh, you're such a star. You can be like, yes, I am. I am a star. Come on. Okay? In Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Let's go, Lee. Way on time. <laughs> you are the light of the world. You are a star to the world. You are the light of, a world, of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before men. Let your star shine before men. You are a star. Amen? Come on, we need to get excited about this, people. This is an encouraging, happy, uplifting message. You're a star. Okay, turn to someone next to you and say, you're a star. And then turn back to them and say, yeah, I am a star. I'm a star. Come on, I'm a star. I'm a star. Come on, yes, get encouraged right now. You have got the light of God inside of you, which makes you something prominent for people to feel like they can follow it. It starts with you, it ends with Jesus. It starts with you, it ends with Jesus. If they know you, they don't find Jesus. If there's no star, the kings and the shepherds don't find Jesus. If there's no you, your friends, your family, your community don't find Jesus. Do you get what I'm trying to tell you this morning? You have got a light inside of you that is waiting for you to shine it out. It's waiting for you to just let it out. We're doing a show with our little nursery children. They're little two, three-year-olds. They're really cute. They're so cute. And it's amazing. You know, when they just don't know anything they're doing. And it's so funny, but it's awesome. You know, all that kind of two, three-year-old stuff is amazing. But this, this whole story, this whole story that we're doing with our children is the big star that cannot shine. He's supposed to be the star on top of the stable, but he hasn't got enough confidence. He's too scared. He thinks the other stars will think that he's trying to outshine them and all this stuff. When actually, he just needs to do his job. Isn't that a lovely story to teach children? Okay, guys, you're not going to outshine people. You are your own star. You have your own people to guide. You have your own stable to be on top of. Okay? You don't need to worry about anybody else shining except for yourself. Worry about your star. Worry about your light. That's all that Jesus is asking for us, is to be the light of the world. You be the light in your world. You get it? You be the light in your life. And I'll be the light in my life. And then together, wow, what a light! Can you imagine how bright the sky would be if all those stars came together? Imagine every star in the sky right next to each other. Whoa, it'd be brighter than the sun, far brighter than the sun. It would be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing? So if we all just did our own part in our own worlds, imagine how bright Armford would be. There is so much darkness, 
so much going on in our world right now. But if there is light, it cannot prevail. How weird is this? On Friday night, Andrea basically spoke the exact same message as I'm speaking now. It's bonkers. This always happens to me and Andrea all the time. But that says to me, God's saying something. And God needs you to get it. And God needs you to get it. He needs our Friday night young people to get it. He needs us to understand that if you are light, darkness cannot prevail. At all. It can't. We got a quote. Andrea used it and I was like, stealing it. (laughs) Come on, let's get the cord up. This is awesome. Nelson Mandela spoke this out. It is awesome. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. You are a child of of God, okay? Keep that in mind. Your playing small does not serve the world. Your worrying about other people thinking that you're trying to outshine them does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all together meant to shine just as children do. Look how brightly our little kids have shone this morning. Look how amazing they've been this morning. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. Every person in this room today has got a light inside of them that needs to be let out. Amen. Amen. You are a star. You are guiding people to Jesus. But you have to make the choice to shine. Just like in this story with our children in the nursery, our big star didn't want to shine. Why? Because he was scared. He was worried, not because of what he didn't have, but because he thought what he did have would make other people feel insecure. But that's not the point. The point is just do your job. Just do your part. And we can work with those people. If there's someone who feels insecure because you're not shining, we can get around those people and we can help them. We can talk to them. We can work out how to help them shine. But don't let your light go dim because they won't shine theirs out. Do not let your light go dim. Do not put your light under a basket. Matthew Matthew 5 says it so clear. Do not hide it. Put it on a lampstand. Make it known to the world. Make it shown to the world. That is the message I get from this star. It isn't hiding in the background. It's prominent. It's big time. It's there and you can see it for miles and miles and miles. How far is your light shining? Is it just shining in church? Around your church friends? Because that ain't going to do anything. Because we've all got a light. We all see the light. We're not stuck in darkness no more. We are set free from darkness. So we don't need to shine so much in here. We just need to be together in here. We need to be with each other and around each other, arm in arm, together like an army. But out there, is your light shining? When you walk out this morning, you know, when dad's walking home, is his light shining or is he just putting it away until he gets back to the house and he's back with his family? No. That's not what it's about. When you're in work, are you hiding it until you get back with people who know you well enough? Don't do that. The scripture doesn't say you can hide it for a while and then get it out when you think you need it and then put it back. That's not the point. A star doesn't shine just for a while. A star shines all the time. You might not be able to see it in the day, but it's still there, still shining. It's still going. Don't hide it. 
doesn't matter. In here, we kind of don't see the light so much. Why? Because it's like being in daylight. There's so much light that maybe your light doesn't stand out so much. And that's fine. That's okay. But out there, your light needs to stand out. It needs to be seen. If it's not seen by you, from you, then who, how are they going to see it? I am one of two Christians in my workplace. If we don't shine, who's going to shine to them? Who in their life is then going to show them the way to Jesus? Who's going to be the guide for them? I have got a big responsibility on myself to, to do that, to shine to people. Not in a way that weighs me down, in a way that makes me think all the time, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, beyond the game, on the game. But in a way that says, you know what? These people need Jesus just as much as I do. These people need Jesus just as much as my friends do. These people need Jesus just as much as my church does. So my responsibility is not a heavy responsibility. It's a responsibility I want. I want that responsibility. I want to be able to help people. I want to guide people. I don't want to be in the background hidden. I want to be there helping people. There's nothing greater than the feeling of coming on a baptism Sunday and seeing five of our young people that we've spent almost two years working with, talking with, being friends with. There is no greater feeling than seeing them go through baptism. Why? Because we have shone so hard for so long and done so much. And to see a result of that, that makes me not care about how hard it was or about the struggles or the difficulties. It makes me want to do even more. It makes me want to go through more. Why? Because that moment makes it so worth it. So worth it. So even if you feel like at the moment shining is really difficult, wait till you see your result. Wait for the result. Wait on God and wait and see what he can do. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't say that they got there straight away. It took them time. It took them travel. It took them effort to get to Jesus. There's time until you see the result. They, there was time until they saw Jesus. I, I honestly see them wandering around like it can't be in that stable. What's going on? And there's time until they meet the Son of God. What a moment. Don't you wish you were there? Wow, that must have been so amazing. But what's so amazing for me now is I can't see Jesus like that. But I can see Jesus through my friends and through my family. And I can show Jesus to friends and family. And I get to see things like baptisms. That's amazing. That is so worth shining for. That is so worth letting your light out for. But if you don't do it, they ain't going to see it. Okay, darkness cannot prevail if light is present. But if light is hiding, then it can prevail. Because it might be there, but it's hiding away from everyone. What's the point? What is the point? You know, I just think the nativity story is amazing. I love it. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel warm. It makes me feel like, oh, Kochi Christmas, lovely. It's lovely, and I love nativity. But the star, I just like, this year, I've just been struck by this star image of like, that in, you know when you see those pictures? Have you got that picture um, that you had up earlier? You know when you see that, don't you think like, this is awesome, but whoa, look at that. And whoa, that's me in my world. Whoa, that is cool. Don't you think that's cool? Don't you think that you get to be that and that is amazing? You get to shine like that. You got the privilege of being able to do that. Wow, I think that's awesome. So I suppose the only message today is not something difficult. It's not something you've never heard before. It's not something that might really challenge you that much, but my message to you is you are a star. You are. 
Because if you love Jesus, you've automatically got God's light inside of you. You just need to let yourself shine. We're going to watch a video. We're going to end on this. It's hilarious. It's from the world's greatest Christmas film ever, The Nativity. (laughs) Who loves The Nativity and how funny is that film? Amazing. We're going to watch it. I want you to feel uplifted before we finish. It's so funny. And if you know the song, sing along. But it's all about shining and sparkling. And it's awesome. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.